You're listening to On Human Rights, where we bring you interviews from experts around the world on the latest and most interesting trends and information on human rights and international humanitarian law. My name is Christina Jäger, and we are broadcasting from the Raoul Wallenberg Institute in Lund, Sweden. Today, we are speaking to Council of Europe Commissioner for Human Rights, Dunja Mikhatovic, on the state of human rights in Europe. Thank you for joining us and hope you will enjoy this podcast. So, dear Dunja, welcome. Very happy to have you here in Lund today. You're uh, the Council of Europe Commissioner for Human Rights. We're proud that you have come by our office at the Raoul Wallenberg Institute today. Before you are making a speech to the honor of Anna Lind, the Swedish Foreign Minister, about the state of human rights in Europe. So, before we start talking about this burning issue, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and what you are doing? Thank you very much. It's a great opportunity for me to talk about my work, but also it's a great honor to be here at the Raoul Wallenberg Institute and then to have this unique opportunity to address the audience uh, in remembering uh, late Anna Lind this afternoon and to talk about situation when it comes to human rights um, in Europe and beyond. I am Commissioner for Human Rights since 2018. And before that, I worked as the OSC representative on freedom of the media, covering one particular right, which is uh, freedom of expression. And now my basket is, when it comes to human rights, is bigger and more complex at the Council of Europe, more challenging, but I would even say more interesting in order to, to tackle many issues in Europe and to look how we are changing as a, as a society and where do we see human rights uh, nowadays. I'm from Sarajevo, from Bosnia and Herzegovina. I was born and raised there, but all my life I worked in the area of human rights, particularly, uh, as I already stated, free speech, media freedom, uh, regulation and uh, many issues related to people's rights, uh, which is something that I think it's closely connected to the part of the world I come from and all the troubles in the 90s that actually made me more interesting, interested and eager to engage with human rights. What would you say now that we, after the Second World War, lay the foundation for human rights and uh, since then, what would you say, what state is Europe in right now? When it comes to human rights? I think we are for years now, I would say, at the crossroads and we are really tapping in some sort of grey zone, I would say, trying to really preserve what has been achieved decades ago, uh, which I think is tremendous and it needs to be preserved, protected and honoured. But at the same time, I think this is also giving us opportunity to really see the world with much clearer eyes in order to talk about problems that we are facing uh, more directly and uh, more openly in order to try to solve certain um, issues that are quite problematic nowadays uh, in, in Europe and in relation, of course, to, to human rights. On paper, we look great. You know, we have all these documents, including uh, European Convention for Human Rights and many other conventions, resolutions that were adopted for years by some wise courageous people with uh, a look to the future and wisdom to see the obstacles and potential obstacles that we will face as a societies. And it is good to have it as, as a documents that we should preserve and really use in everyday life. But it's not that easy. It's not that easy because of many problems that Europe is facing nowadays. 
and really you know showing that we need to do something in order to change situation in many member states of the council of europe yes what would you say then are our greatest threats in europe there are many threats and there are many you know issues that are very clear that we need to tackle with the proper legislation and with the knowledge and experience that many um, states many governments uh, already have in europe the threat that is really present and that we see it uh, is a threat from uh, terrorism far right you know extreme populism and all these issues that is uh, that are quite visible in uh, unfortunately quite visible in many member states uh, of the council of europe there are always you know rights that are affected and i always say that legitimate right of any government is to make sure that our societies are safe and secure but not at the expense of human rights and unfortunately what is actually happening is that security uh, safety protection of border is used in order to protect citizens but it's affecting human rights we can immediately switch to migration issues and migration problems in europe at the moment we are facing many problems i can use several examples based on on my recent visits uh, to greece particularly focusing on the islands lesbos samos and also visit to my home country bosnia and herzegovina that was dedicated really uh, only to migration issues and migration crisis that i experienced when i was there in december So what we are seeing is uh, you know people that are coming to Europe in order to seek protection and to find their new life not really processed in the right way governments are not doing enough in order to make sure that human rights are respected and we are facing so many challenges by many member states of uh, the council of europe in order to try to find a right model even though we have very good laws financial issues are not a not a problem what is really what we are lacking to see in many member states of the council of europe and here i'm not talking exclusively about eu i'm talking about really council of europe member states is lack of political will and lack of solidarity many states are refusing to take part uh, of their burden in order to tackle migration issues um, in 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 europe and this problem is not going to go away it is not going to be solved by itself so there is a need for more politicians more leaders to show wisdom and courage in order to tackle it in the right way and to respect human rights which is something that is very important for the council of europe and for europe as a continent if we lose a grip of you know this respect we are going to face even greater problems in the future in my view as a commissioner what do you, what actions do you think we need to undertake or are in your position right now what i can do as as commissioner is limited to to mm. my mandate i think it's important to be very clear and direct in my communication uh, with the governments but also civil society i try to really do my work by going really to the fields to to the states to the you know places where there is a need for commissioners presence 
I try to talk to people in order to make my own assessment, in order to offer recommendations to the governments. But that's just my part uh, as a commissioner. That is something that can only work if there is a clear understanding of uh, the governments in question that they need to go back towards commitments and obligations that they voluntarily agree upon. Those words on paper are not just there to be proud of. They need to be put in practice, uh, they need to be implemented. And of course, for this, there is a need for courage, there is a need for you know pushing uh, certain uh, barriers, which is difficult, but that's why politicians are actually elected. They need to show and they need to give a guidance to, to people, but not by threatening them, not by creating fear. On the contrary, they need to talk about the importance of human rights to, uh, for our societies. And at the moment, I think we are uh, really in, as I already stated at the beginning, in some kind of gray zone uh, when we need to really push hard in order to go back to certain standards that are well known for, for European societies. How do you think we can do this? What would you recommend that we ordinary citizens do? I think that's an extremely important mm. uh, point. Each and every one of us, no matter if we are you know, working for the international organizations mm. or uh, local or global NGOs, governments, um, every citizen has a you know, part to play. There is a lot of disinformation nowadays about uh, not just migration, but many issues that are problematic uh, in our society. So we need clear facts. We need to share our own stories. We need to share our own experience, uh, no matter from which part of the world we are coming from. There is a need for uh, more engagement of academia, which I think is extremely important. Science can play a very important role. And what I also think we need to do is we need to empower more people working for the civil societies, human rights defenders, no matter if we live in um, well-developed societies or the societies that are, that are facing many problems and challenges, human rights defenders are ordinary citizens and they need protection and they need to be empowered by governments as well in order to, to help heal uh, certain problems within certain societies. And of course, in Europe, we are known as, as a continent with so much history that is sometimes really affecting us <laughs> because, you know, this kind of approach and sensitivities and emotions can play a very important role. If we are not talking about facts and if we are not really talking about truth, then we are going to face even bigger problems. And this is actually something that we face in too many of, of member states of, of the Council of Europe. Of course, as commissioner, I cannot solve these issues. But what I think is important that we are all aware about obstacles and, and challenges that are just around the corner. Uh, yes, we are. it's a challenging uh, time right now. But what reasons for hope do you see? I see many reasons for hope. I think it's important to be optimistic. Otherwise, probably I would not be able to do this job. <laughs> but I think it's important, you know, to first of all, look at youth. They are giving us hope. They are showing that they are willing and that they will fight for their rights, rightly. They need to be supported and not intimidated. 
They are tackling all the issues, um, you know, from transitional justice to migration to climate change, and they are becoming, you know, global human rights defenders. Uh, I can mention uh, Greta, who is now an icon, and there are many others like Greta in many states in Europe and beyond, but I think she's uh, somebody who is giving them more power uh, with her presence and with everything she stands for. And there are more and more uh, young people looking at her and many others that are joining her in order to say, okay, we can do this. And this is something that gives me and many others hope. Of course, uh, what also gives me hope as Commissioner for Human Rights is governments and leaders, politicians that are courageous and, and willing, you know, even to compromise their own sort of election results in order to say and to do the right thing. And this is something that I would like to see more. This is something that I would like to uh, see happening in many states where you see governments that are quiet and really only working on the issues uh, that will bring them more votes. This is not something that will solve any of the problems and this is not something that I see as a future of, uh, of Europe. So nothing spectacular, but you know, courageous, ordinary people that will make sure that bad people are not elected that people that will bring problems to the societies, not to mention conflict and war, are not the ones that are going to lead Europe in the future. Because that would be Europe without human rights. And then, you know, we will lose everything that has been established in many decades before us. I can just mention, for example, women's rights. We achieved a lot, but it's not enough. And at the moment there is a backlash backlash when we talk about uh, rights, when we talk about sexual and reproductive rights, when we talk about violence against women. And this is also something that over and over again needs to be discussed and emphasized again in order to really not to, to lose a grip on what has been achieved. And that is one of the things that I see is particularly threatened now in, uh, in Europe including rights of LGBTI people, which again, a lot has been achieved. But in certain states, again, we see situation where we talk about, for example, you know, uh, zones that are free from LGBTI people or something similar, which I think is absolutely something that should not be happening and something that should be condemned. Very much so. Thank you so much, Dunja, for taking your time to talk today to us at the Raoul Vanabai Institute. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was Council of Europe Commissioner for Human Rights Dunja Mikhatovic on the state of human rights in Europe. For more information on the latest updates on Raoul Vanabai Institute's work, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. <laughs>